0: to batting around it's batting around it's a baseball podcast i am your co-host jane austin with me as always is lauren i'm lauren <laughs> that's lauren and Stephen. yep thank you Stephen, for uh <laughs> for not being insolent and and pausing for as long as you as long as you can.
1: I've been uh, waiting longer and longer every single week, waiting until someone until you snapped.
0: Yeah, the yeah the thing is, uh, I edit that down. <laughs> uh. <laughs> so nobody knows you're doing it except me. You know. <laughs> yeah, I know. You know. It's a power play <laughs> that you're doing <laughs> over me specifically. <laughs> Jane controls the money now. But <laughs> Lauren will still just get in whatever she can on me,
1: yeah. No, I tease. I tease. How's it going, everyone? How's it going, you two?
0: It's going okay. Uh-huh. Steven, you still got COVID, right?
2: Yeah. Sorry, uh, I don't know how much coffee you're going to be editing out, Jane, but uh, the, 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 the listeners may have already picked up on that.
1: Uh, I had COVID last week, and I don't think I said anything about it, but yeah, it wasn't, yeah. It wasn't bad.
0: I've been exposed to COVID uh, multiple times (laughs) over the last week or so. So uh, I think I'm probably the next one to get it. I went to a twins game with my friend Olivia, and like the next day she tested positive. So I'm really hoping that us being outside, you know, (laughs) at the ballpark the entire time will protect me. Yeah. I
1: got mine at outdoor softball practice. So
0: yeah exactly that's but i but i think i'm just gonna kind of lean into like assuming that since i haven't gotten it yet that i will never get it Mm -hmm. and i am in Mm -hmm. fact uh invincible
2: oh huh i probably actually now that i think about it i probably got it at that blue jays game i was talking about (laughs) last week because it was because it was packed and the roof was closed yep (laughs) cool thank you toronto
0: yeah, we're all we're all taking turns with it. I think.
2: Yeah, well, my immune system is even better now. It's basically a mm-hmm. fourth shot. <laughs> I don't don't think that's true.
1: I was like planning on getting the fourth, the second booster, like the the day, week before I got it.
2: When can you get those?
1: Uh, the it's the guidance is weird. If you're over fifty, I think you can already can get it, but they haven't released. Really, and if you have extreme uh, immune deficiency problems, you can get it at a younger age. But they've actually changed how the they've changed their definition of uh like what like the what's the phrase i'm looking for the vulnerability or like the mm. the the pre-existing conditions they've they've kind of very quietly narrowed the what pre-existing conditions count so it's now it's like uh you, you know like a, a immune disorders or like you just had an organ transplant it used to be just like hey your bmi is over 25 <laughs> um or you have, you have mild asthma. That was enough for the earlier uh, phases, but uh, they've, been, they've quietly adjusted that.
0: Is this how we figure out that um, Lauren is actually 65? <laughs> like it's a Ned Flanders situation? <laughs> there goes Stephen coughing. Don't make me
2: laugh.
1: Uh- <laughs> Sorry, Stephen. I'm, I'm afraid the whole point of the podcast is to make people laugh. You're going to be in trouble tonight. <sighs> uh, yeah.
2: Okay.
0: Yeah. I'll try not to be so uh, effortlessly witty. <laughs> and yeah and hilarious
1: i'll just i'll just be boring on purpose instead of just on accident.
0: <laughs> um before we get into our topics for the show uh want to thank everybody for signing up for the patreon mm-hmm. god honestly got more people than i was expecting oh far and away um, yeah same. yeah really, like really this is great we, yeah. um really really helps us a lot and um I'm super looking forward to the watch along party uh, this coming Saturday. Mm -hmm. So if you're a patron and you haven't yet, go on to the, um, or if you're a patron and you haven't yet, go to uh, patreon.com slash battingaround. Make sure your discord is linked to there. So you get the uh, Patreon supporter role, and then you can come hang out with me and Lauren and watch a game on Saturday Mm -hmm. and you can vote for which game we're going to watch. Uh, right now, it looks like it's Mets Mariners at 7.10 p.m. Uh, Eastern Time. Uh, it'll be really fun. Yeah, come hang out with us.
2: Yeah,
1: and uh, I just want to add, uh, it was, it's been really cool seeing we're at 86 patrons so far, uh, zero last week. It's, it's an, an incredible feeling to see that such a, a monumental rise so quickly. None of us were expecting it. Uh, I, I unfortunately did uh, kind of extrapolate some exponential growth factors from that and put a down payment on the Lamborghini. Uh, okay. so smart. I'm going to need everybody to keep. I'm going to need to maintain 860 percent increase week week on uh, week to week. So if you haven't yet signed up, please uh, please consider.
0: Did you learn how to drive a stick yet?
1: Uh, no, I, I'm. It's a, it's an automatic Lambo It had to be imported. It's very hard to <laughs> oh, find. Okay.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Every time Stephen laugh, uh, um, coughs, I'm going to laugh. <laughs> uh.
1: I will also laugh <laughs> at Stephen's pain.
0: I guess we can uh, talk about baseball now. Yeah, yeah. It's happening. The NL West, <laughs> I think, is quietly looks interesting. Like every last time I looked, every team had a winning record.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, in fact, there are eight teams in the NL right now. At least as of yes, last night when I was doing the math here, there there are eight teams in the NL and five uh, with a positive uh, record over 500, and five of them are in the NL West. As improbable as that sounds.
0: Well, considering how bad the NL Central is, uh, <laughs> that, it has to come from somewhere, so I get it.
1: And kind of how comparatively weird the NL East is, where everybody but the Mets are kind of sucking it up. But uh, yeah, I, um, I was fascinated by the NL West standings. Uh, let's see where they are here. I'll just go ahead and pull them up so I can read them out. Currently in the NL West, the Dodgers are on top, 19 and seven, 731 win percentage. Padres are right behind them, 19 and 10. Giants 16 and 12. Rockies 16 and 12. Diamondbacks 15 and 14. Now that's crazy. It's really weird. Uh, If you put the fourth and fifth place teams there in any other division, the Rockies would be tied for second in the NL Central and in second place above the Braves in the NL East. The Diamondbacks would also be in second place in the NL East uh, and in a close third with the Cardinals in the NL Central. It's um, a spectacular weird division. I was personally kind of intrigued as to what was going on there, especially with the Rockies and the D-backs, just because I don't think any of us were expecting very much from either of them.
0: No, not at all.
1: Like I think I said earlier uh, on a... Fairly recent episode that I think the D-backs, the young guys, uh, it, 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 it's kind of time for them to come up and start hitting, and, and some of them have. Dal- Dalton Varsho is hitting very well.
0: That's a that's an insane name. It's such a good baseball name. Like, I don't know how that guy could do anything but play baseball, Dalton Varsho. No,
1: it's like he has to play baseball, or he's like a TikTok uh, like superstar. <laughs> <laughs> There's no in between. It's one of the very Yeah, yeah, yeah. Games.
0: He, they, there's like a hype house scandal surrounding him. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, but I, I looked into a bunch of the numbers in a different a bunch of different places here. Let me pull up some really interesting statistics I found on the mm-hmm. D-backs in particular. I'll, I'll get into what I think of both these teams in a moment here, but I want to look at one stat in particular, which I think is pretty interesting. Uh, yeah, uh, the Diamondbacks rotation right now is standing uh, uh, really uh, standing out to me. They have three starting pitchers with an ERA under 1.5. Uh, Holy shit! Zach Gallen and Meryl Kelly have both looked spectacular. Uh, Meryl Kelly is really leading uh, the the pack. Uh, it's it's arguably one of the best one-two combos in baseball right now. Uh, look up some Zach Gallen like gifs. Go to like Pitching Ninja and check out like his knuckle curve because it's it's a beaut. Guess that like the third <laughs> then the third best pitcher? The one the one with an actual ERA of 1.5. Um, little guy named Madison Bumgarner you may have heard of. <laughs> yeah. Like it, it's a uh, not a. Battle rotation. So the D-backs, you, you know, they're not going to be the Dodgers this year, but um, I'd say it's a pretty optimistic time to be a D-backs fan. Uh, the Rockies, maybe not so much. Here are some of the numbers I've, I've looked into. I, I looked at uh, the strength of schedule so far for these two teams. The D-backs have had the third hardest schedule in Major League Baseball. The Rockies have had the third easiest schedule in uh-huh. baseball it's a differential mm-hmm. of essentially uh eight uh points in team ranking hardest schedule scheduled be so far and this will come into it later none other than the cincinnati reds who <laughs> 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 as you may have noticed have not had a good go of it
2: well that's good at least that they've had a hard schedule
1: yeah yeah uh-huh. Uh, uh-huh. yeah i'm kind of tentatively thinking of this as a, a sure. tale of two cities i'm I wanted to, one I looked at the records for all these teams and I wanted to know what if the Diamondbacks were playing in the NL Central instead of the Reds and what if the Rockies were playing in the NL East instead of the Nationals?
0: that is that's a wild counterfactual there. <laughs> like really throwing these like across the country, just putting them into like totally nonsensical divisions. <laughs> but I love it. Maybe in the future when we have uh, like teleportation technology and we can break down all of these. Um, you know, borders and geographical regions and stuff. I, I would love to do that to have just like a, a huge shakeup of, of the division. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. For no reason at all. Really. And if
1: they're all playing every single team, it's like not that inconceivable.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Why not? It's Fuck. environmentally
1: horrible, but so yeah.
0: I, and aren't the they schedule. doing that like next year? Yeah. I think, like. <laughs> Fucking a. The,
2: having the Reds taking these poor, poor Reds and making <laughs> them play the NL West is very unkind.
1: Yeah, there's some interesting (laughs) comparisons between the the schedules for the Diamondbacks and the the Reds. They both played San Diego, the Dodgers, St. Louis, and Colorado. Uh, So about half their schedule, uh, 13 and 14 games respectively, have come against those four opponents. The Diamondbacks in that time have a net run differential of minus two. Uh, they had pretty good series against the um, uh, against Colorado, and uh, they basically broke even with the Dodgers in St. Louis. Uh, Cincinnati, by comparison, same four teams has a run differential of minus fifty five.
2: <laughs> Jesus Christ! Against four teams.
1: Against those four teams, yeah, uh, yeah, losing, uh, giving up twenty three more runs than you s- scored against the Padres will do that especially when you play them in six games.
0: Good Lord. Yeah.
1: Uh, likewise, the D-backs have done, they've kind of treaded water against the Astros and the Mets, uh, but they've come up positive when they had an opportunity to beat up on bad teams, uh, namely the Nationals and Miami. So they're breaking even with good teams and beating up on bad teams, it was essentially what a, 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 like a borderline team is supposed to do.
0: Right, there wasn't really any expectations for... The DVACs going into this season, right? So, right. Them keeping their heads above water here is like, is kind of a feat. Like, it's pretty cool.
1: Yeah, it's impressive when, like, the core is either really young guys who are trying to establish themselves or David Peralta and Nick Ahmed. Right. Like, it's a, it's a, it's a funnily, it's a strangely constructed roster of, like, veterans who are sub 100 uh, WRC plus and uh, increasingly poorly defensive and, Younger guys who have to prove themselves. The Rockies, by comparison, I don't think their record really holds up as well. Uh, Perhaps this whole segment is just a very long-form way of my trying to justify saying that the Rockies are not good. But I think if you look at the numbers, it it does hold up. Comparing them to the Nationals, uh, the Rockies have had uh, six games against teams that are currently over 500. the Dodgers and, and the Diamondbacks. And they have had six series against teams under 500: the Rangers, yeah. the Cubs. I'm sorry, Stephen, but the Philadelphia Phillies. I'm aware. Detroit, Cincinnati, and the Nationals. <laughs> the Nationals, by comparison, have had to face six teams over 500, and have played two teams under. Um, the big difference in run differentials there: is that the Rockies are only plus four against teams. That are good and uh, significantly better, plus 11 net run differential on the many more games they played against teams under 500, including Philadelphia, who, uh, in their defense, has the uh, best record against them of those teams.
2: They ground them into a paste <laughs> for four games, but they did lose the uh, the previous series to them, so mm-hmm. I guess it's probably not quite so dramatic.
1: Yeah, it's only a negative two run differential, so. It, a lot of those are, are of the negative ones. Yeah, it's, it's the most mild. Uh, but yeah, they've they put up a plus-16 differential on, on the, the Reds, who they have had uh, three games to beat up on, four games against Chicago, two against the Rangers. They've played a lot of crappy teams, is my point. And they've only really played two teams that are any good. One of them is the Dodgers, that they did really well against at the start of the season, and the Diamondbacks, who they have broken even with and dropped, I think, two out of three in the most recent series. Nationals, by comparison, incredibly hard lineups, uh, incredibly barred roster. Still not a very good team, but I think if you look at the Nationals and the uh, Rockies, they're pretty close on pa- like, not on paper. I think in, in, if you look at the numbers, they're pretty close in terms of actual talent.
0: What I'm getting from this is that the Diamondbacks might legitimately be, like, a 500 or a little bit above 500 team when all is said and done. Like, they have the potential to, they're kind of punching above... What we thought they were at. The Rockies will definitely fall. (laughs) I think they are yeah, or I mean I won't say definitely, whatever, but like it does not seem like it is at all sustainable for them to to keep this up.
1: No, I like CJ Crohn more and more every week. I I I think Mm. it's cool that he's still got like a one forty WRC plus and is is proving to be one of the better hitters in baseball right now, but I I don't think outside him it's it's a very Twins legend, CJ (laughs) Crohn. Yeah. Anyway, pity the Reds, pity the Nationals, um, and don't don't put money on Colorado.
0: That sounds about right to me. Yeah, yeah. That
1: was a lot of time spent on the team that is like maybe the fourth place in the NL West.
0: We're probably the only non-Rockies podcast that has talked about the Rockies for more than about three minutes uh, this entire season.
2: I'm just appreciating this opportunity to actually look at the standings for the first time probably all season. There's a lot of surprises here. You've gone over most of them, but also, holy shit, (laughs) the NL Central is so sad. (laughs) Oh, it's real bad. Yeah. yeah. Like, I knew, obviously, I knew the the Reds were uh, historically bad, but I did not realize that the Cubs were so close behind, and... I mean it's never a good idea when the 2022 Pittsburgh Pirates are in are like solidly in third place in your division. That's bad. That's bad. Yeah.
0: It's it's pretty pathetic when you have all of that Cubs money <laughs> and this and this is what you're looking at. Like yeah, we we need to tank here uh so we can really build up our coffers with all this Wrigleyville gambling money and stuff yeah. like God, I would be so mad. It's it's, <laughs> it's, a spe- cubs fan. it's
1: especially really irritating in the context of like this breakout season from Seiya Suzuki who looks like a legit star. Right.
0: He's really yep. fun. He's really really fun to watch. Uh I, I I think um if we did a word cloud of stuff I've said so far or even like, you know, we do it at the end of the season, we put all of our episodes into an AI. <laughs> uh the the word that comes up for me the most is going to be shameful. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> like as long as we keep talking about the NL Central, it's going to come up so much.
2: Yeah. Yeah, still still the still the runaway champ for uh most shameful division <laughs> and it's not even remotely yeah. close. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, the AL Central's not looking too hot either.
0: Hey, the, the White Sox are are picking it up though. Yeah, they are. Like they started really, really rough, but they're seven and three in their last ten. A lot of injuries, yeah. A lot of injuries. Mm-hmm. That's always kind of been their problem—is their depth, mm-hmm. and they didn't address it too much in this off season and the early part of the season, or the early part of this regular season. Really, really exposed that. But I don't know. Yeah, it's not nearly as terrible a division uh, as the nl central is the worst one last year Mm -hmm. by a mile but like not not as bad i'm surprised to see the tigers doing that bad
2: yeah that was that was another shock to me
0: they have some fun stuff going on but they were very
2: they were very popular like sleepy what if pick
0: third place pick
1: yeah but the guardians look like they're still pretty respectable
0: they seem, this has been their M.O. for the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. It seems pretty on brand for them.
1: I don't know. Yeah. Tark, Tark scoop. All seems like he's having a breakout season, though. And, like, Austin Meadows is doing well. Javier Baez is playing like Javier Baez. I don't know. It's, it's a bummer to see them where they are. Maybe it's just working out some jitters. Maybe it's just bad. I haven't looked at the team enough to
2: really say what's going on. but
0: oh, Twins have been fun.
2: I've, uh, so I've seen.
0: Yeah, I've had a a lot of like prospects have been called up recently that we've been excited to see for a long time, um, and they're pretty much all doing pretty like doing pretty good. Uh, that are actually performing. So this is it's really really exciting. It's too bad that Royce Lewis had to be called up because Carlos Correa got hit in the hand by a pitch, um, and he's day to day. So we'll see if. <laughs> if he actually hits the I.L. or not I hope not but like yeah the the guy who was their number one overall pick a couple years ago who missed you know didn't get to play a game because of the 2022 or 2020 minor league season was cancelled and then was out from like day one of spring training last season uh, it's finally gotten called up it's good it's good their, their young pitching has been good um, Gilberto Stellastino the center field prospect has been hitting great that, and playing good set and playing good defense in the outfield. It's so like him and Buxton and Kepler as the outfield is very very fun
2: to watch.
1: Do you have any thoughts Stephen on the AL West?
2: Go Angels. Yeah. That's the extent of my thoughts.
1: They are currently in first place.
2: Um looking at looking at the streaks and the differentials, Someone, Minnesota, you got to you got to break that Houston 7 game winning streak, please.
0: I would really love that. It was it was fun when the Astros until like, you know, recently were kind of on a you know, started on, started on a slide. Like uh, but it, I I mean we knew that wasn't going to last. Yeah. But, <laughs> but I was I was really hoping it would last longer, but it'll 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 be a sad day when they overtake the Angels and it's the Angels, oh, so it's going to happen, I, I think. Uh, I don't I, know. I'm doing all of this on feeling, on just gut feeling. Ooh. Lauren so (laughs) you can't get mad at me
1: i'm just looking at the numbers here and and and, you know looking at that angels roster with the best player in baseball taylor ward at the top like (laughs) yeah that yeah that seems you know perfectly sustainable for a 28 year old guy to come out of relatively nowhere and maintain a 243 wrc plus all season and a 500 weighted on base average for a full year No, why not No, jokes aside, you know, um, we talked about the angels in the context of, you know, the first Psycho Psycho Saber metrics bit a couple weeks ago was kind of about how they are primed to have the most angels-like best outcomes in in recent memory. Every year there's so many questions of what if they do this, what if they do that, and they need to get them to actually line up in a way that they hit uh, for it to work, and uh, I I, I don't know, like... uh, Latani's pitching is still stellar. Uh, Patrick Sandoval has proven pretty capable. ERA of two in 26 in five game starts. Uh, but Brandon Marsh and uh, Jared Walsh are both maintaining a, a about 25% better than league average, and Anthony Rodone isn't in the tank. Uh, the They're hitting pretty well. Good. And the pitching is service. No, it's pitching solid. I don't know. The, the, we're we're all afraid of the Houston, the Astros, Astrosing like they do every year. But uh, if I were an Angels fan, I'd, I'd have some hope.
0: There's nothing I want more for the AL West than the Angels to win it. Like Agreed. I think I think that's like almost everybody that's you know not a fan of a you know a non Angels AL West team mm-hmm. thinks. But I, I, fuck, I my, my my heart won't let me believe that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so like it is this one uh, just covered in covered in steel. It's not I can't I can't open it up. <laughs> Fair you know? enough. I'm not ready to be hurt like
1: that. Fair enough, I suppose. <laughs> and I, I am kind of glad people I think are, are coming around yeah. to the fact that the Mariners still aren't very good. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah.
0: They they're still just not absolutely not there yet. No. Sorry. No.
1: Robbie Ray 4.4 i 4 I
0: I've followed Robbie Ray for years cuz I always kind of liked him. I thought, like, oh, man, maybe one day he'll do it. I
1: always hated him.
0: Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I I just, like, I just always kind of liked him, but I don't know. I never really believed last year was the real Robbie Ray.
1: Nope. His 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 walk rate, uh, his walk per nine is once again over three, uh, which is yep. very Robbie Ray. That's Robbie Ray in Goodyear's territory, in fairness. so True. Very like, true. Like, Goodyear's, not, not the great year in Seattle, but it was significantly lower.
2: If we were going to... Jump back to another pleasant surprise. Um, what the fuck is Boston doing uh, below the Orioles? <laughs>
0: they are just losing. I like that, that. That I've seen that picture go around on Twitter a lot. That's like, kids eat free when the Red Sox win. And, it's, and everyone's just being like, the kids are starving. <laughs> <laughs> really bad. Trevor Story is having a very hard time. He was getting booed at Fenway the other day. Wow. Really, really rough. I hate am, to see it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I really, I really do hate to see it. But also, as as a Twins fan, I I thought that that's who they were gonna go get. Like nobody saw Carlos Correa right. <laughs> coming. Uh, and you know, Carlos Correa had a had a slow start, but he was picking up steam before he got um, hit in the hand. But like, holy shit, am I glad that <laughs> it was not Car- it was not Trevor Story because that's that'd be a very very Twins thing to do would uh would be would be get that so uh i'm I'm very glad that the wretched Red sox <laughs> <laughs> instead and are having a really tough time and yeah when you are at below you are below the orioles in your division that is uh here's that word again uh shameful yeah. <laughs> even though you know it's it's you know thirty games in Ew. Ew. <laughs>
2: They're on a five-game losing streak. They have a worse run differential than Baltimore. Good lord. Yikes. They have a worse home record than Baltimore. Yeah.
1: What's the problem? Is it their bullpen that's blowing up on them? Because, like, the starting pitching doesn't look that bad. Like, Garrett Whitlock, uh, Michael, they've gotten, like, a pretty respectable ERA for their starting pitching. Oh, sorry. Garrett Whitlock is not a... I don't know what... I've, uh, I have not looked at the uh, Red Sox at all. Garrett Whitlock is slated as both the clothes as a reliever and a starter. Weird spark guy, I guess.
2: I like that Jane and I are are taking a tour on the standings just commenting on things And Lawrence like <laughs> doing research to try to piece it all together.
1: Right. I mean, right. If, if I was even remotely confident of this, I would have I would know going in what was going on with the one of the two most popular teams right. in the country.
0: If we look at the uh at the Red Sox, they have three guys that have an OPS plus over one hundred. Uh the next one down sixty five. And it gets worse from there. Ouch. Yeah. Uh not not great. Really, really not great here.
1: Oh, okay, yeah. Bullpen, uh twenty six in MLB by by war. Whereas yeah. starting pitching Yeah, seven you know, middle of the pack and starting pitching. Weird. And then really bad offense. Yeah, that's that's gonna lose you a
2: bunch of games right there. All right, let's no more teams to talk about. Let's, let's move on.
0: I, I don't think so, Steven. I don't, I don't. <laughs> Because the Mets are good. The Mets are good. It looks like the Mets are good. Mm-hmm. The Mets good?
1: I don't Most like more? it any more than you do.
0: No, I see, I love it
2: is the thing. <laughs>
0: I I really love it because this is this is setting up the fall like we talked about before. So this is wonderful.
2: Have you considered that the fall might not come?
0: Uh, no, no, <laughs>
2: <laughs> I haven't at all. Uh,
0: it 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 must come.
2: I did speak some things into existence on the last pod. I, I went I went on at length about how zen I was about the Phillies, <laughs> uh, and then they heard they heard me. They were like, oh. <laughs> Okay, Stephen, just put that out into the into the ether. Why don't we reward him by blowing a 7-1 lead in the ninth <laughs> inning at home? Why don't we reward him with that? And also Mets?
1: giving you COVID.
2: And, yeah, uh, I had COVID while that game was happening, and that game was worse. <laughs> so, I am no longer Zen about the Phillies. Welcome. I'm back. But... <laughs> It also, I guess because I'm closer to it and more emotionally invested in it, Jane, where I am now getting to the point where, like, it's probably going to happen, the fall, I mean. Yeah. But what if it doesn't? It's sort of like... You're driving on a highway, and it's raining really hard, and it's like, I'm probably fine, but, like, there is a distinct possibility I will get into a crash and die.
0: Yeah, you will just hydroplane yeah. right into a, a barrier or something, yeah.
2: And it's and it's not something to, like, panic about. It's not something to, like, pull your car over and, like, cry and, like, call your loved ones about. Just, like, that thought will be in your head, like, oh, there's a there's, like, a a non-zero chance that this might happen, and I just have to, you know, stay alert and be aware and try my best and hope to get through this without, you know, literally dying. And that's kind mm. of that's kind of where I am with the Mets being built up in this way. So, like, I agree. It is good for my brand that they are historically good, but only if it has one very specific outcome. Fair okay.
0: enough. We should use that as a opportunity to try, to um, segue into mailbag here.
1: Oh, can I re- can I just throw one real quick? Just because we we get the Mets, people will criticize me as a Mets hater, and I, it's true in the past I've been critical of the, their fans and not an overall big fan of the organization. I will I'll, I will go ahead and say on a, on an interpersonal level I like the Mets this year a lot more than same most of the Braves. That's as far as I'll go
2: that's pretty easy to do, to agree with
0: at uh jenny beer lover 69 how do i handle my team going from literal laughing stock of baseball to not losing a series yet and i this has got to be a Mets question right yes i think like i'm saying before get um incredibly invested <laughs> get uh base all of your emotional well-being mm-hmm. off of this off of your put team money doing them. well put mo- yeah yeah take out all your life savings mm-hmm. if you are a person that's lucky enough to have that um, if you have a house, take out a second mortgage uh, and get really, really into this. Like, just, yeah. So, Completely put every all your eggs in one basket. If I could
1: make a suggestion, Mets 22 World Series Tattoo. It's not too early. It's not It's not too early.
0: I think if the Mets win the uh, 2022 World Series, it might be a 2016 situation where another, another portal to hell opens. <laughs> it, it very well might.
2: Your advice is clearly tongue-in-cheek, but what level of Jinxing and reverse jinxing and reverse 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 jinxing. Are we on right. the Mets here? Like, um, is... I
0: don't even. I can't even suss it out anymore. I cannot untangle my own web.
2: We're we're too we're too many levels deep at this point. Where I'm not even sure that because yeah, because honestly, I would
0: be very happy if the Mets won the World <laughs> Series on some level. I know you wouldn't, Stephen, but yeah,
2: it, it would be. It would be good content maybe i don't know yeah. i don't even know if it would be good content it would be better content if they just did the mets thing that they always do
0: i agree it's been our bread and butter on this podcast for almost two years but i don't know
2: maybe maybe them winning will open up a portal to the multiverse and then uh you'll get mets fan steve on the on the podcast
1: <laughs> oh yes <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> mm-hmm. that okay all that said uh but but Jokes aside, our serious answer is actually also the the irony answer. In, enjoy your team being good because hundred yeah. percent. Baseball is the most fun when everything's kind of clicking along and you can really yes. enjoy it like that. It 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 will feel weird because nothing ever lasts. If it's not the season, it'll be the next. So t- do do try to savor it while it's happening.
2: Your team will never make you happy for ever. So when it <laughs> when it is, just like cling on to that. Mm-hmm. Desperately and enjoy it And then when they stop making you happy Learn to let go
1: <laughs> Yeah,
2: no, I, mm-hmm.
1: I moved to DC Kind of right at the start of the A little bit before the start of the 2019 season The kind of miracle season I talked about other shows before And I still don't, I wouldn't call myself an, a Nats fan But it was, it's, there's like a vibe in a city Like when a baseball team that's normally not good Is really good And it, it, it it's a lot of fun
0: Okay, mm-hmm. and then let's go to uh, The other side of this coin at Nick's saith said, just got into baseball this year and picked the Phillies as my team to follow. Should I give up on you them yet?
2: Stupid motherfucker!
0: I could feel myself giving into the existential despair and rage I always hear <laughs> about after they blew their six-run lead to the Mets, and I'm not sure I can live like that. Um, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> Wait, who? Get out who while is, you fucking can! It's, yeah, it's somebody uh, on Twitter yeah. at Nick's saith.
1: Yeah, throw the smoke bomb. Grab the like. The, yeah, the, the grab the grab the. Last helicopter from Saigon. Here's the thing. It's not Here's too the late. Thing.
2: Get out now, because what the Phillies are going to start to do, if you're not careful enough, is draw you back in. Because mm-hmm. what they're really, really good at is that they're not they're not so bad and demoralizing for so long that it gives you the opportunity to disinvest. What they do is they like they'll show promise and they'll show like oh they're really fun for like two weeks. And you finally are like, okay, I can forgive them for, uh, for blowing a seven, a six run lead in the ninth inning. Um, but it's always a mistake when you're getting to the point where you're forgiving the Phillies. Never forgive the Phillies, especially if you don't have like some weird blood or like geographic reason to like have them attached to your soul. Like... I was cursed with it by birth. If you are just choosing, yeah. like, no, get out of there, please. Save yourself.
0: I don't see how anybody could be born outside of the Philadelphia area or, like, you know, have not have, like, family uh, in the – like, you know, strong family ties to the Philadelphia area and choose to become a Philadelphia sports fan of any type. Like, the, you know, the the highs of being a Philadelphia sports fan are, are very, very – far between. Mm-hmm. Uh but they are like the highest highs. Which, like which, when yeah. Philadelphia sports fans are having a good time, nobody is having a better time <laughs> than them. But like you are going to be in pain with like uh you know for most of the time that you are paying attention to sports for any of these. So like There's, yeah. I I don't know what you're doing here.
2: I am a noted deep 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 hater of American football. Uh yeah. and even I for Uh, like twelve hour period, I was high on that fucking Super Bowl, and I and I actively hate the Eagles, and I was high on it because it was just like (laughs) Philly, we did it, blah blah blah. Like it's just like, man, because how many times does that happen to us? Twice in my lifetime.
1: There's like this archetype of the sports fan who's like the uh, the terrible sports fan. Who's a fan of like uh, the the Cowboys, the Yankees, the, the Lakers, Duke, Duke, the Lakers? Yeah. yeah, the the inverse opposite of that isn't someone who's like just a fan of bad teams. Is just a fan of someone of someone who's a fan of all of the Philadelphia teams. <laughs> right,
2: right. Yeah, because there's a comfort when they're just always bad all the time. You could just like. Live, in, you could just like wade in that lukewarm, shallow pool and not have, yeah. not have the pain or ecstasy ever. It's kind of like, mm-hmm. I wonder if I wonder if the Cenobites are Philly fans.
1: I was thinking it's being a Philly fan, you're kind of like Baron Harkonnen in the pool of, in in the pool of sludge. Yeah. yeah, gradually raising up and down every now and then for brief moments of recovery and. Uh, plotting and scheming against your uh, mortal enemies.
2: Totally. Yeah. Totally. I wonder I wonder if it's possible to fit a Philly's hat on Pinhead.
0: <laughs> it just has a bunch of the little holes like mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah.
1: We have such <laughs> sights to see and it's just like a picture of Bryce Harper.
0: <laughs> it's the fanatic.
1: Right, it's the
0: fanatic, yeah. We should have a, there should just be a Cenobite fanatic. He, is he a Cenobite? I think that that would he, fucking rule. He might just be one. That's
2: where, that's where yeah. the imposter fanatic yeah. went. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> they turned him into a Cenobite. Yeah, love that.
0: Uh, let's just do one more really quick question here uh, before we go into the Patreon half of the episode, or the Patreon part of the episode, I should say. Uh, at thpock.com. Which NL pitcher do you th- do y'all think is the most mad he doesn't get to bat anymore? Bumgarner. It's yeah. It's yeah. 100% Bumgarner. Nobody else. Granky, Um, I don't think really gets mad like that, and he's not in the NL yeah, anymore. Yeah, he's
1: on the Royals now. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So I think it's it's Bumgarner easily. I think very, most very just
1: easy. never like doing it. I I, I think for yeah. most of them it was not like an appealing thing. The pitchers who rank right. thing comes and goes and it's usually pretty brief.
0: AL pitchers would, you know, be in NL park for a series and be like, "Oh, this is kind of neat," mm-hmm. but like, I don't, I don't think that it's, yeah. yeah. Archie, Archie Bradley
1: was one of those guys who was like, "Yeah, I take batting practice with the guys," and then like he had one great hit ever; and it was the wild card triple in twenty seventeen yeah. against the Rockies. <laughs> Otherwise, right. totally a different hitter.
2: Where is right. he now? Oh God damn it i hate looking up a player and like one of their top photos is like a grotesque injury image
1: oh no oh injured?
0: (laughs) it's an old picture when he's on the the diamond oh yeah
1: he had some real serious
2: Uh, injuries oh he's in the angels yeah
0: yeah he's on the angels he's
1: not doing great with the angels but it's a bummer to see i always
0: liked him he's he's had a rough couple years no we are going to go into the Patreon half. I had more questions here, but we are running low on time. Um, I will save questions. I've had I've had a couple of questions that have been saving over the last couple of weeks, so we will get to you if we haven't yet. Um, but we've got to be moving on here. So we're going to go into the Patreon half, where we're going to be talking about the highly anticipated <laughs> Joe West podcast, and then I think we're also going to be talking Star Trek, our our um our other non our non baseball topic that. Uh you all love so much when we talk about so we had to bring it back. Okay, we will see you on the Patreon side.
2: This life I lead has made me a drifter. I apologize for being gone so long. The time away from you makes me weary, but my love for you is growing all so strong. As his silver horse takes me o'er the prairie, I can't forget the nights I spent.